Hey everybody, welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. Welcome back, everybody. And I know this is late, but the day we're recording this is Pi Day. So happy Pi Day, everybody. Yes, Yay. happy Pi Day. That's did you actually right. do anything for Pi Day? I did not. <laughs> I've been so swamped with other things. I got ice cream. Ice cream? <laughs> That's not pie at all. It's not pie. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> what the does the world come to? <laughs> the only reason we did was we were rewarding ourselves for getting our taxes done before April. So. Oh, good. <laughs> That's still good. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lost my my uh, six month old's daughter a social security card, so I got to find that. Oh, this So <laughs> I'm gonna start looking around. I yeah, I I put it in some safe place that I'll never remember. Oh, That's no. how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, boy, we're celebrating Pi Day in all the wrong ways. So, <laughs> and we're even talking about it late. By the time you listen to this, it'll have been five days ago. So anyway, <laughs> come and gone. I know. Well, I hope right? you all had a great Pi Day. Yes, <laughs> better than ours apparently. Uh, before we get into today's topic, we do have an email to follow up on. We got an email from Catherine. Always glad to hear from you. Thanks for writing in. She says, hello, favorite show friends. Really enjoyed your favorite drummers episode. I wanted to chime in with a few of my favorites. Your episode actually came out on the same day and the day I wrote this of the third anniversary of the passing of Hal Blaine. Hal was a member of the Wrecking Crew and played on some of the most iconic songs in the history of rock and roll. By the way, if you haven't seen the Wrecking Crew documentary, I highly recommend it. Before I go on, guys... I read this and I was like, I feel like I've heard of Wrecking Crew, but I'm not sure who they are and I don't know who Hal Blaine is. So I went down the the rabbit hole on old Wikipedia. You guys, so the Wrecking Crew is a group of studio musicians. They were not like an official band, but it's this group of studio musicians that frequently played together and they played on all kinds of huge hits through the 60s and 70s. And Hal was apparently what, like the main drummer that played on a lot of this stuff. But guys, I went and looked up on on Wikipedia some of the stuff they played on. It's insane the songs they've played on. Like Hal himself, according to Wikipedia, he's one of the most recorded studio drummers in the history of the music industry, claiming over 35,000 sessions and 6,000 singles. That His drumming is, so is featured wow. on 150 US top 10 hits, 40 of which went to number 1, as well as many film and television soundtracks. This guy is legit. Yeah. Holy crap. Says he he uh, played on six consecutive Grammy Award Record of the Year winners from 66 to 71. Now that's insane. Yeah. And then there's a list of select performances. Uh, I mean, listen to these songs. So I Get Around by the Beach Boys, Everybody uh-huh. Loves Somebody, Dean Martin, Mr. Tambourine Man by the Birds, Help Me Rhonda by the Beach Boys, I Got You Babe, Sonny and Cher, Monday Monday by the Mamas and the Papas, Strangers in the Night by Frank Sinatra, Good Vibrations wow. by the Beach Boys, The Happening by the Supremes, Windy by the Association, Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel. Like, it just goes on and on. Wow. Close to You by the Carpenters, I Think I Love You by the Partridge Family. Like, it just keeps going. The Way We Were, Barbara Streisand, Annie's Song, John Denver. That is insane. Uh, Thank God I'm a Country Boy, John Denver. Like, that's... Uh. I, that's just a selection. Like, it blows my mind. Yeah, my goodness. So I I wanted, as soon as I read that, I was like, okay, I got to pause the email to talk about this guy because we talked about all our favorite drummers. But boy, this guy deserves a shout out. Instantly, he's <laughs> one of my favorites now. That's amazing. Yeah, we missed him. I What's crazy, I'm sorry, Catherine. I heard the name and I was like, where have I heard that? And it, apparently I've heard it everywhere. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like the, the greatest drummer we never heard yeah, of. It's amazing. Yeah. 
Oh, man. All right. Well, moving on with the email. Uh, she says, I also want to talk about Alex Van Halen. While his brother Eddie gets most of the musical accolades, I feel like Alex is also an incredibly talented musician. I remember the first time I saw Van Halen in concert and his drum solo was the fastest drumming I've ever seen. Finally, I need to shout out Tommy Lee. Talk about flashy. Tommy has it all. And anybody who doesn't know, Tommy Lee is the drummer for Motley Crue. Uh, he's incredibly talented, always doing tricks behind the drum set. And every concert tour, he has to top himself with his drum solos. He's done everything from turning upside down while drumming to flying high in the arena from one elevated drum kit to the next to riding a roller coaster and drumming at the same time. <laughs> no, I didn't know. That's amazing. <laughs> I got to look this up on YouTube. That sounds crazy. <laughs> Uh, she says, thanks for another fun episode. Can't wait to hear what you talk about next, Catherine. Thanks for thanks for writing, Catherine. We learned yeah. a lot. This is great. Yes, we sure that's did. awesome. I love it. Well, you said you were looking forward to the next episode. The episode uh, this or our topic for this week is our favorite dogs, and this is a a sort of uh, simplification of the suggestion from Alex's mama. Least she suggested favorite dog breeds, and so I just simplified it and said favorite dogs. So we're going to talk about dog breeds. Probably talk about a couple famous dogs as well. Uh, well, I know I will anyway. I don't know what you guys are talking about. But um, yeah, favorite dogs. Well, I'll, I'll jump right in here at the beginning. Um, and that is, I was just fascinated. I always knew that dogs came down through the chain thousands of years from wolves. And I always thought, who looked at this wolf who was like stealing their, you know, the, their, in the early days of like trying to have cattle or whatever it was, I don't know, some kind of domesticated animals, and was like, huh, I bet that guy could be my pal, right? <laughs> well, come to find out, there's a new theory that humans are not the ones responsible for domesticating the wolves into the dogs we know today. Mm, well, who's responsible then? Not aliens. <laughs> Listen, that was my first guess. That domesticated the humans? <laughs> So it it actually there's a theory that that wolves self domesticated. You're you're not far off, Shannon. Really? <laughs> yes. One of the common threads that researchers have seen, and you know, if anybody was interested, maybe I can look through my bookmarks and you can we can follow the the hole the rabbit hole. But that basically it came, came down to like friendliness to humans, hmm. and. And this idea that wolves and humans actually competed directly with one another. And so it was actually like over time, potentially this friendliness that wolves showed to humans and that wolves actually more or less, potentially, they, they couldn't really prove it. But the theory is that wolves kind of extended the olive branch over time. And that was like the inn that where dogs actually began. Hmm. Wow. I never heard that before, but I, I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I mean, there were wildly different estimates on the number of years, right? It was like, oh, yeah, about 54,000 years ago, right? And then the next one would be like, oh, about, you know, and it's like, okay, yeah, you have no idea. But, but like, it's an interesting, it's an interesting idea, right? <laughs> it is interesting. Well, and knowing how, like, obviously the dogs we have today are a, a, a large step removed from a wild wolf. But, you know, you look at how friendly so many of them are. And it's like, well, maybe that's part of what was in them. In the beginning, there was that little part of a wolf that was like, oh, I like that guy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's hang out. You want to be my pal? <laughs> and and today, they, I guess there are certain organizations I'm not, I'm not, don't closely follow it, that, that officially recognize uh, different breeds of dogs. And there are over 450 recognized breeds of dogs today, many of which have come um, even just in the last 200 years. So much more recently. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 
So the first dog I want to talk about, I, I thought about bringing in some famous dogs, and I decided I would just start with a, a family dog, which is Kiko. Uh, she's a dog that I actually was not living at home at the time, but that my parents uh, adopted from a rescue in the year 2007, and she passed in the year 2017. And you've heard of, of Kennel Trained. Well, have you heard of Birthday Trained? <laughs> she, she was a rescue dog that they didn't know a whole lot about. And come to find out, if people were singing Happy Birthday, she would sing along with everyone. And she wouldn't just sing along to music. She wouldn't sing along just when people were singing poorly, because that's what we did for Happy Birthday. <laughs> she would sing along specifically for Happy Birthday and was just such a smart dog. She also, um, she would get a little bored, and so she'd get mischievous, and she'd maybe get in the garbage. And instead of just making a big mess and catching her in the act, you'd get home and say, hey, where's Kiko? And she would be hiding in the back, self-punishing because she knew she wasn't supposed to get into the trash. <laughs> oh, she was so smart, but she just couldn't even help herself, right? No, yes. she couldn't. <laughs> and and it makes sense. I was researching, so I went into a little bit more depth and um, on the Australian Shepherd and Border Collie breeds, which the rescue guests were the main two breeds that that she she was. Um, there may have been some other things in there. They had some guesses of other things, but those were the main two. Mm-hmm. And Australian Shepherd, um, again, I feel like my mind was mostly blown in this episode because I was like, oh, cool. It's like a dog that came from Australia. Wrong. <laughs> Australian Shepherd was uh, was bred and originated in California, actually, <laughs> and was definitely bred for the herding of sheep imported from Australia and New Zealand specifically. So that's actually where the name comes from. And they were used for a long time herding, and they actually didn't become popular until it was actually during rodeos that people started performing different tricks with them. Hmm. They were basically just work dogs, and they came from a kind of descend from a variety of other herding breeds as well, including collies, and um, very much are work dogs, and now are one of the most popular companion breeds, at least in North America. What was funny as well is they are intelligent, and one of the things they're known for, among other things, as I was reading here on the American Kennel Club, was that they're known for tricking their owners. They get, (laughs) (laughs) like, it didn't say exactly how, but it almost seemed like the kind of thing where you just imagine them you know, getting a treat and losing it, you know, and then getting another treat or, you know, hiding or sneaking certain things, having a stash of stuff. So she would do that. You'd give her a treat and then she'd disappear and she'd come back with dirt all over her nose. And oh, yeah. What what treat? There's no treat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kiko was so smart. What a what a smart girl. And then the other the other breed that she had a fair amount of in her was Border Collie. Border Collies come from an Anglo-Scottish origin and were bred for herding sheep. They are widely known for being one of the most, if not the most intelligent breed of all domestic dogs. And they can be quite high maintenance. In fact, going so far as saying that they can become destructive if bored and actually (laughs) start like biting into walls and like exploring and stuff like that. So (laughs) 
Um, which also reminds me a little bit of Kiko. She would get herself into a little bit of trouble here and there. But actually, what's funny is even though these dogs were very much work dogs, I feel like Kiko considered herself to be a work dog in other in other ways. And what I mean by that is she liked riding in the old family minivan to take my father to work and back home again. She had her daily commute. <laughs> Oh, she to the office. It. She did love it so much. <laughs> she loved it. My yeah, we had uh, one car at the time, and my um. So my mom would drop my dad off at work, not being too far of a commute. But yeah, she looked forward to that every single day. She would run out, get in the car, and was was ready to go. So so maybe not herding sheep, but definitely a uh, a hard worker as far as the commute goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean we had other we had other dogs as well growing up. I still remember uh, we called her Dandy, who was a, a cockapoodle and. Mm-hmm. I believe we had a dog before her, too, that I don't remember. I was too young. Do you remember, Aaron? Yeah, Bouncer. Bouncer, that's yeah. right. I don't remember what kind of dog Bouncer was. I, my memory, I feel like Bouncer was like whatever kind of dog Benji was or similar to that. But it, I was I was so little when we, had, when we had Bouncer. Mom and Dad had Bouncer before any of us kids, actually. Oh, okay. If, if I remember that right. Mom, correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I thought that was true. <laughs> <laughs> I just, now I'm saying it so confidently, and now I'm like, wait, is that right? <laughs> well, we had a, an older neighbor that at some point she just she had tons of stuffed animals in her house. And I remember I went over there at some point. Uh, Mom was probably visiting with her, and she gave me a stuffed Benji. And she was like, "Oh yeah, here you should have this dog. It looks just like your dog." And I remember thinking, "What is she talking about? This looks nothing like our dog." <laughs> and then yeah, brought it home, and mom was like, "Oh yeah, she meant Bouncer. Bouncer lived before you did." <laughs> so yeah. I was like, "Well, <laughs> yeah." But I, I have memories from when I was very little of Bouncer. Yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about just briefly is there's a Netflix show. It's Netflix Explained series, season three, episode four, Man's Best Friend, Dogs. I, as someone who do not have a dog right now, but has certainly loved dogs throughout my life, certainly appreciated the connection that dogs can have to us, where they can actually be a better friend to us than we can ever be to them. I love that. I'll check that out for sure. That sounds great. And it called out some things like their increased smell. And so there were some studies done where they would have a person watch uh, some footage of something very happy and they'd have them hold a cloth and then they would give them a different piece of cloth and have them watch something frightening. And then unrelated, they would take those two cloths and they would let a dog smell them. And the dog would react kind of in a, in a nervous way with the, the cloth that um, that had come from where the human had watched something uncomfortable and just talked about how dogs can pick up on things like depression or different mental illness or even things like seizures and stuff like that yeah. before, before humans can in any way. And yeah. so, you know, not even kidding when they say dogs are human's best friend. Yeah. I agree completely. I feel like in a lot of ways, like we don't deserve dogs. Dogs are so (laughs) good. (laughs) All those good doggos. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And so many great things. I mean, even to where dogs have been trained and saved, saved hundreds, if not thousands of lives, helping with like disarming, disarming minds left over from um, 
from wars and things like that. So yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. Well, that's that's all I got. It was just a smattering of things, and mostly remem- remembering fondly our family dog Kiko. <laughs> I like oh, yeah. it. I like Kiko it a was lot. The best she was. Well, it's funny because yeah, I uh, I'm just gonna jump in. I was looking at just a whole bunch of different breeds of dogs that I've always enjoyed, and the first one that always came to mind for me is a Dachshund or a Wiener dog, as it's most colloquial. Collo- <laughs> Colloquially, that's a hard word. <laughs> Colloquially, it's so hard. I never say it. I avoid saying it. Most people call them wiener dogs. <laughs> there anyway, you go. It's funny actually because I had been begging mom and dad for a dog for like years. Every like Christmas list, dog was number one in all caps and whatever. And uh, mom was starting to convince dad that she was like, "Hey." Shannon really wants a dog, and she loves these dachshunds. Let's go get her a dachshund. And Dad was like, cool, let's get her a dog. I am not buying her a dachshund. And that's when we got Kiko, actually. <laughs> Which, I mean, they are, like, looking up, like, their temperament and stuff. They're kind of – they're stubborn dogs. They're very territorial, kind of yappy. They just – they're funny-looking dogs, and that's why, that's why I like them. They are funny, yeah. It was really interesting, actually, though, uh, looking up – the history of them. I just kind of blew through a quick reading of all these different breeds, but dachshunds have a German origin to the point that they actually were like a symbol of Germany for a long, long time. Oh, wow. I guess the name sounds a little German. Yeah. I I can see that. Well, it literally, where is it? The name comes from two German words, which means badger dog. Uh, because oh. they would they would hunt badgers. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, they had to be mean little guys, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was, that was mean. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they would, like, you know, from their long, little short body, they would, yeah, go flush out badgers and other burrow-dwelling animals and things like that. So, yeah. So, but it was a symbol of Germany for a long, long time. Uh, during World War One. actually, the breed went down in popularity in the U.S., because of the association to Germany. Oh. And so the owners started calling them Liberty Hounds to try to like <laughs> get the stigma away. Oh, oh yeah. Americans. Didn't we do that same thing with French fries? We started calling them <laughs> Liberty Fries or something. Yes. And apparently the same thing with sauerkraut. They called it Liberty Cabbage. <laughs> I only eat oh. Freedom Burgers these days. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like we need to chant USA or something now. <laughs> yes. But yeah, and so Dachshund's the other thing that kind of very similar is the Welsh Corgi. Oh, It's another favorite of mine. They're so nice. They are so nice, and they're so fluffy and cute. And, uh, you know, they were saying culturally, uh, the queen has had uh, more than 30 Corgis in her lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it was saying on the Wikipedia page, including some Corgi Dachshund crosses known as Dorgies. Which I bet that's cute. It's very cute, actually. (laughs) But I've seen several like listicles, those like articles that's just like, here's 20 pictures of cute dogs or whatever. Mm -hmm. The ones that I have just like any breed mixed with a corgi, they're just so goofy, but like they're kind of (laughs) cute. I don't know. That one, the name comes from two Welsh words, which means dwarf and dog. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yes. (laughs) That one was initially bred to help with farming, that it would, like, chase and nip at, like, 
the feet of cattle and sheep and things to get them to go where they needed to go. Huh. And so they had to be very fast and whatever. They this is this is the corgi fact that made me laugh is uh when the corgis were first brought to the US for breeding and things the two the two corgis that were brought was little madam and captain william lewis wow <laughs> were the names of the two corgis Brought to the U.S. in the 1930s. That's so funny because <laughs> I feel amazing. like I feel like people give their pets such weird names. It makes me happy to know that goes back a hundred years <laughs> yes. or more. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. So those ones came from London, and then it said like the next one that was like brought in from Canada was named Toots. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's great. so good. <laughs> so there's there's the fun facts about corgis. Oh, I love it. That's so great. Huskies are another one of my favorites. I feel like the funny the funniest videos that you can find of dogs online are of huskies being overly dramatic or like making strange sounds and almost sounding like they're talking and things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I found out actually that a husky is actually just a general term. For a dog that is used in the polar regions primarily and specifically for work as a sled dog. Hmm. So there's actually like a lot of dogs that are classified like as a husky. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Wow. I feel dumb now. <laughs> I, I never knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saying some of the breeds is an Alaskan husky, a Labrador husky, a Mackenzie River husky, Sakhalin husky. Uh, Siberian Husky is the one that most people know. Mm-hmm. Um, Alaskan Malamute. I think so yeah, right. Malamutes. So, yeah. So there's a whole lot that are considered Huskies. That's so cool. That cool. Yeah. I, I, I knew Alaskan Huskies, but I yeah, I, I guess I didn't ever correlate that there are like all these other kinds that are technically Huskies or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. And apparently, I, I didn't know much about that other than I didn't talk about Togo or Balto, but... They were Those both are two good dogs. Siberian huskies, but specifically from even a specific breeder, they became known as Sapala Siberian huskies hmm. or something like that. So anyway, I probably won't remember that, but I thought it was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. Well, in reading about all these different dogs, I got lost in a lot of information from like breeders and all of like the dog Oh, whatever the association is that does all like the dog shows and things. There's like a lot of specific things that like a dog can and cannot be. Yeah. Yeah. The American Kennel Club. I was going to talk about them yes. a little bit when I, when it's my turn, but yeah, they've, they get a lot of rules about stuff, you know, <laughs> to, to officially rules. be breeds and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's the one with my internet dog. So another one of my favorites is Shiba Inu, which is a Japanese breed of dog. Which I don't know what Shiba means, but Inu is actually the Japanese word for dog. Oh, so which is so, cool. So it's a Shiba dog. It's a Shiba dog. <laughs> um, it was originally bred for hunting, but like famously, he's known for being a meme, which is Doge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> which is so silly, but it's actually not the famous dog I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about Tofu Chan. I don't know if either of you guys follow. Him. No, no. I was gonna say Gazuntite, but uh, I guess that's, yeah. <laughs> his uh, his Instagram name is Tofu Pupper, Aww. and he's got a website 
called onemillionpats.com. Aw. And if you go to that website, there's an interactive thing that you can pet tofu. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> that's nice. That's like the whole page. And then like, you know, there's like some merch underneath of like a plushie or whatever. Aw. But tofu is just a cute Shiba Inu. And there's a voiceover of motivation time with tofu-chan and whatever. <laughs> and like, they're very... They're very silly videos, <laughs> but like they're they're That's entertaining, awesome. and I really like them. I'll have to share. No, wait, some what are they? Story. What are they on? On YouTube or Insta or TikTok? On Instagram. Or? Oh, okay, Instagram. Okay, I'm, I'm sure he's on Inst- or on TikTok too. But I follow him on Instagram. Tofu okay. Pupper. We'll we'll have to share a link when we post on our our Instagram this coming week. Yes, oh, that's awesome. I mean, I had I had so many that I just kind of like glanced through. Um, like I really love the Irish Wolfhound. Oh, those are cool. They're huge. They yeah. can get to be thirty-four inches, just like stand. Like I should not standing, but like on like their four feet. That's pretty tall. And and usually when people measure dog heights, it's to the shoulder. It's not yes. from where they're standing to the top of their head. They measure from standing on the ground up to like the top of the shoulder, the top of the back. So the head is taller, but yeah, they're they're big. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, they're really cool. But, like, the last one I really wanted to talk about, well, I guess two. I had two more tabs. Weimaraner. I don't know if you guys have, uh, are familiar with those. Yeah, they're great. They're just really nice, and they're very pretty, and they've got, like, a silvery gray coat with, like, just shockingly blue eyes. Mm-hmm. They look almost just like a pure gray Dalmatian in appearance. Yeah, they do. I was going to say, they always forever will remind me of the Sesame Street dogs. And, Shannon, you might be too young, but, Sean, do you remember this? The old Sesame Street sections where there were the dogs, they were Weimaraners and they would dress them up and they would like do these little sketches yes. on Sesame Street. You remember those? I do remember. That's always what Weimaraners will remind oh, me of. I don't know if I remember that. Oh, that's, I'll have to check it out. When I remember we had a book as a kid and I found the author when I was reading about Weimaraners, but now of course I can't find it, that it was Cinderella and all of the illustrations were pictures of Weimaraners in costumes. <laughs> and they are very nice, sweet dogs that you can like. They're chill. You can totally like <laughs> get them, them in a wig and, and whatever. <laughs> oh, I know. I yeah, looking it up, I definitely recognize it now. Yes. Yeah. How can I forget? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's They're, always what I think of. <laughs> yes. Oh, if I could, I would totally get one of those. But the last dog I kind of saved for last because that's the one I felt like I learned the most about is a Dalmatian. I didn't realize, so in reading about this, I didn't realize that actually they can come in a lot of different colors. Like they're not just White dog, black spots. Reading on good old Wikipedia, the very specific rules is that you want it to be white with black spots, but you can also get kind of a blue-grayish color. You can get brown spots, brindle, mosaic, orange or lemon, which is just dark to pale yellow colored. I, my or, mind is blown right now. Well, I, I know. As soon as, as, soon as you started no saying idea. that, I was like, what are you talking about? Right. And so I just Googled it. I never knew. It, no, it's wild. You really Jeez. do need to Google it. There's some really, I looked up lemon spotted Dalmatian, I think is what I searched. And it's like these really pretty, like very light brown spots. Wow. And there's also long hair Dalmatians. What? Oh, okay. I'm Look Googling them up. This now they too. are so cute. I, I, what? Thank you, Disney, for ruining my perception of Dalmatians. <laughs> There's so much more <laughs> out there. Well, but that's the thing is that none of these are within breed standards. Oh, so AKC you don't doesn't, see them. doesn't count them, huh? That's 
<laughs> look at wow look at that those are beautiful they're so wow. pretty the, actually this one kind of reminds me the face reminds me of kiko remember how she had kind of the the spots from the from the uh, australian shepherd but yeah this one i'm looking at right now that's yeah, I so was pretty that too. but yeah it says Aww. long-coated dalmatians are not acceptable in the breed standard Boo. i say no Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently also if they've got long hair for whatever reason they shed less well, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh, huh. But anyway, and also the last thing I thought was interesting about Dalmatians. Do you know why we consider them like an icon for firefighters? I do not. Why? No idea. Okay. Are you ready for this one? So <laughs> <laughs> most of like looking up dog breeds, it was because they were supposed to be like for hunting. With Dalmatians, that was true to a point, but they also were considered carriage dogs i don't know what that means (laughs) i didn't know either carriage dogs or coach dogs are a type of dog that were usually bred and trained to trot alongside carriages to protect the people inside from bandits or other interferences really yeah i'd never heard of that and so having a dalmatian running outside your um carriage kind of became a status symbol and things and then down the road In the United States in particular, they had, you know, horse-drawn fire engines, and so they had the dogs guarding the horses who were easily uncomfortable with the scene of a fire, and Dalmatians were such a popular breed to do that because they already had that natural kind of connection with horses and history of being carriage dogs. Wow. So that's why. Jeez, I never knew. That's really cool. I had no idea. I always assumed it was some marketing thing like Santa Claus and Coca-Cola or something. <laughs> like Dalmatian just ended up in some painting, you know. No, but that actually makes sense. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. That's There's very cool. There's my fun fact for the week. I like it. Very nice. Shannon, I was curious. Were you not going to talk about uh, Bones, No Bones Day? Oh, oh yeah. yes. No, I was. That's my <laughs> other famous dog is uh, Noodle the Pug who is a famous dog on TikTok. Oh, Noodle. Uh, He's got an Instagram name now, too. I don't remember. It's Noodle something or other. (laughs) I'll tag it on Instagram. But, uh, yeah, he is 13 years old, and his owner will go wake him up in the morning to go take him for a walk and everything. And so it kind of became like, good morning, everyone. Today is the day we're going to find out if my 13-year-old pug Noodle woke up with bones or not and so he'll go wake him up from his bed and try to stand him up some days he'll stay up and other days he'll immediately just like flop back down so that's the best it's it's pretty adorable (laughs) yeah if it's a bones day you gotta get your pants on you gotta you know do the things you've been putting off and like you know make the most of your day if it's a no bones day you just you know relax treat yourself extra kindly for the day and go from there so and if i can tie it in real quick to our favorite children's book episode they're coming out, or maybe it's out already, uh, a book called Noodle and the No Bones Day. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's, it looks great. like it's adorable. I'm so excited for it. I do have a hoodie that says, sorry, I can't. It's a No Bones Day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's great. And That's every great. time I wear it, I end up like, oh, here, yeah, let me pull up a TikTok because somebody asks about it. And the other day I was trying to run a quick errand and the guy who was like helping unload my car was like, I don't get it. I was like, sorry, it's a TikTok thing. (laughs) Like, look it up. (laughs) That's pretty great. Oh, man. I love that. That's it for me. I mean, I've got some honorable mentions. Pit bulls are cute. Whippets are like ugly in a cute way. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, we'll see if I cover any of your honorable mentions as I'm talking about about the dogs. 
I want to start by saying my favorite kind of dog is all dogs. <laughs> just <laughs> just to get that out of the yes. way, all doggos are good doggos. They're all good boys and good girls, and I love them all so much. But I got to talk about some of my most favorites. So I kind of split it up a little bit, and I, I won't go into too much detail so I don't, you know, drone on for too long. But I, I thought about my favorite breeds, thinking about, you know, Elise had requested dog breeds. So I thought about that. I thought about uh, famous dogs, and then I thought about dogs of history. So Ooh. I'm going to get the dogs of history out of the way first because they're little. They're little. There's some sort of sad stories. Anyway, one one of my favorite dogs. She's just the bravest little thing. Is Laika. You guys ever heard of Laika, the Russian space dog? Yes. Yep. Uh, not to not to go into too much detail because I'll probably make myself cry a little bit. But after Russia launched Sputnik One. And everybody was like, oh, crap, the Russians launched something. They were like, we got to do something big to follow up. And they already had talked about launching animals into space to test things like can humans even survive the launch process, the uh, environment in a pressurized capsule in zero gravity, all that stuff. And I, I do not support animal testing. I think that's it's not good. But Russia or why well, I, I, maybe I should say the, the USSR, but they selected Laika, who was a little uh, dog. She, it says she was uh, a mongrel, you know, a mutt. She came from the street. They did some training with her and trained her to do some different things, and they put her in Sputnik 2 and launched her into space. And there was no uh, plan to recover her. There was no re-entry for anything that hadn't been invented yet. It was basically just to see, can animals, can life survive this thing? And they learned that, yes, we can. Uh, but I just think I just wanted a quick shout out to Laika because I just love the spirit of this little dog. And even though people, I don't know, it was not great. What was done to her, people can do some terrible things, but I do also like to think that, you know, all of our adventures in space and whatnot are, are owed in part to this little dog Laika. And anyway, so I just quick shout out to Laika. The other dog from history is a wonderful little Shiba Inu and, Shannon, get your, oh, get your that tissues one's ready. Oh, make me cry. I know. Hachiko. I'm leaving. I can't listen to sad stories about dogs. <laughs> Stephanie's out of here. Yeah, mom, you might want to skip ahead like a minute or two. <laughs> this is this is the nicest story, and I love it. And it's tear it's it's tearful, but it also it illustrates ju- just how unworthy of dogs we are. Yes. Hachiko, the the uh, Shiba Inu, who lived in uh, Japan, and the story goes, and this is absolutely true. Hachiko was born in 1923 on a farm uh, and was owned by, I'm going to mess up the name, Hidesaburo Ueno is the name of the guy, a professor at Tokyo Imperial University who owned Hachiko and had moved to Shibuya, Tokyo, and he would commute by train every day to his uh, job. And he did that for a while until May of 1925, where the man died of a cerebral hemorrhage while at work. Hachiko used to always come and wait for him at the train station. And for the rest of his life, for almost 10 years, every day, Hachiko would go to the train station and wait for his person to come back. And I love it. And I'm having some tears. But I love, uh, it says, during his lifetime, the dog was held up in Japanese culture as an example of loyalty and fidelity. And well after his death, he continues to be remembered in worldwide popular culture with statues, movies, books, and appearances in various media. Hachiko is known in Japan as Chuken Hachiko, which means faithful dog Hachiko. And I love it. And there's a picture of him right here on Wikipedia. And he is a good boy. So anyway, 
get the waterworks out real quick. I just, I love that story so much from the first time I heard it, I cried. And then I just have always remembered Hachiko. So anyway, we don't deserve dogs. They are better than people. And there's that. <laughs> I was actually reading a book recently about uh, D-Day and um, the, you know, landing on on shores of Normandy and like the the life that was lost there the pressure that was on um at the time general eisenhower as he was putting together everything and one of the things that they talk about is his companion that he even took with him to the united the to the united kingdom when he was planning and putting all these human lives on the line and it was his dog heidi who was who was his trusted companion and somebody who helped him through what it was just a horrendous and terrible loss of life. So anyway, dogs, I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Dogs, dogs definitely are amazing and I don't think we deserve them. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, on to, on to a, a less tearful, let's, let's get on to some happier options here. I want to talk about my favorite dog breeds and you know exactly what I'm going to talk about. You guys, we're going to talk about bulldogs. <laughs> my favorite, my absolutely my favorite are uh, English bulldog and a French bulldog. And surprise, surprise, those are the dogs that we have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, French bulldogs, I'll start with that. Uh, French bulldogs come from, wait for it, England. <laughs> the, <laughs> That's the, surprising. The name comes from where Americans found them. So first up, French bulldogs are so funny and they're so weird. And you know how dogs are, so many like dogs that we have now were bred for a purpose, right? For herding sheep or for like catching rats or for you know, accompanying or protection or whatever. French bulldogs were literally bred to be companions. It was, it was factory workers in England who had these really crummy conditions, working conditions. And over time they gradually bred these little small companion dogs to improve their quality of life. And so they're kind of a mix of, of English bulldogs and uh, kind of terriers and some other things anyway, but it, it totally shows that they are bred just to be companions because they are just so weird and funny. I'm getting a lot of my information actually this week, some from Wikipedia, but a lot of it from the American Kennel Club. And like we were talking about, American Kennel Club has some very strict rules of, you know, what officially qualifies as this and that breed. I think they're all good doggos. So, you know, count them all. They're all great. So we had a, a beautiful little weird little thing. Her name was Bean. We had her for almost 10 years. She just recently passed away, but she was so funny. And people would always ask us if her ears and her tail had been docked and trimmed, you know, with, with some animals, uh, uh, Dobermans specifically, uh, it's kind of traditional that you cut the ears to the, to give them that standing up, uh, position or whatever. And the short little nubby tail, but Frenchies, uh, bulldogs are born like that. She didn't have any sort of modifications. Frenchie's ears are just big old bat ears. And they got the squished in face. It's called a brachycephalic uh, dog, which means they have the, like the, the squished in snout, you know, flat nose, short, short, soft palate, makes them snore a lot, makes them swallow a lot of air when they're breathing and eating, which makes them fart a lot. Um, <laughs> they're just, they're just weird. And I love them so much. Bean used to do so many just funny things. I mean, if you ever look up videos of, of French bulldogs online, they're always just like lounging around or like scooting around on their bellies or rolling on their backs, making really not dog-like sounds. And they're just, they're my favorite. They're just hilarious and so stubborn. Can I just say, cause 
she Bean was smart, right? Kiko was super smart. Bean was smart too, but she knew when you were trying to get her to do something and she knew when you were trying to train her to do stuff and she turned it around. She trained us, boy. She was, she would, she was there to be pleased. She was the, the queen of the house. So anyway, Frenchies, they're, they're hilarious. Oh yeah. Bean, Bean, Bean's an amazing dog. She's great. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she was, she was more, uh, person she wasn't a pet she was she oh, was yes. just yeah a family well, she member was, she was part like 100 family member but she kind of was like part dog part pig part human <laughs> oh, the way yeah. she acted yeah we always <laughs> talked about all the different parts of being that she was because she had the bat ears and the real big bug eyes and like she snorted like pig and her little when she lay all flat with her legs out behind her she looked like a little seal and but yeah, she she was just a little person. She was a stubborn little thing, and oh, loved that dog so much. She just made us laugh every day. She was hilarious. Well, and you talking about the funny sounds, I forgot. I'm gonna jump in with one more famous dog, which oh, is yeah. uh, Walter the Frenchie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you guys <laughs> yes. are familiar with him, but yeah. he just makes very strange sounds on Instagram. I think his name is Walter Jeffrey the Frenchie or something. I'll find it and tag it. Oh yeah, I mean, and all all Frenchies are weird, right? Uh, Carrie Fisher had a had a Frenchie. I forget, oh, yeah. I forget his name. Gary, I think. Gary, yeah. And every picture you see of him, like his tongue is like hanging out the side of his mouth. And, like, he's just, <laughs> they're all just real weird and funny. Oh, also, I don't think I ever actually finished my 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 thought. Um, so they they started. They were bred in England, and then they made their way. Uh, people took them to Paris and to France, and that was where Americans discovered them in, in France, and that's why they have the name French Bulldog. I I started saying that, and then I got off on a tangent, so I had to finish that thought. That's where the name <laughs> French Bulldog comes from, and then very closely tied to them is the English Bulldog, and our other puppy that we have here still. He's getting to be a little old boy, but his name's Brother. And this is us being very imaginative with our naming. We had Bean <laughs> by herself for a long time. And we kept thinking, we should get Bean a little brother. We should get another another dog to be her brother, to be her pal. And we found Brother at uh, the Burbank Animal Shelter and brought him home. And we kept we were trying to think of a name. And we just called him Brother. And it stuck. So his name is Brother because he was Bean's adopted brother. So <laughs> anyway... <laughs> We're real, you know, we're real imaginative. But anyway, English bulldogs have such a a, a weird uh, history too. You know, like we said about dogs being bred for different purposes, English bulldogs were fighting dogs, not even necessarily fighting with each other, but fighting with bulls. And it was a practice that uh, existed in England for, I, f- I forget the years, but it was, it was banned a long time ago. They called it bull baiting, or they would even fight with, uh, you know, other animals too. But the the really loose skin and the wrinkles around the face, it was all an advantage to them so that if something had bitten them somewhere, they could still maneuver and move because their skin was so loose and the wrinkles would draw the blood away from their eyes so they could still see, mm. which is so bizarre to me because like you, you look at bulldogs and you're like, look at these squishy, cute, adorable faces. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, it was meant to drain the blood away in battle. You know, you know what I mean? Oh my, yeah. <laughs> they are big, big boys though. Yes. And, and I should say, so there's, there are, are different breeds of bulldogs. There's the English bulldog, which I think everybody uh, is probably most familiar with. They're the very stocky short, you know, the kind of Winston Churchill, uh, that sort of dog. There's American bulldogs that are taller and, and less wrinkly. They're maybe more similar looking to like a pit bull. And then brother, we think, is mostly old English bulldog, which is kind of a mix of the two. So he's 
He's got all the wrinkles. He's got all the squishy face, but he's a big boy. He's probably close to 80 pounds or so. So he's, he, he a big boy. But that's the funny thing about bulldogs also is that with all the extra skin and all the, you know, make the, the snoring and the snorting and stuff, they're, they're super strong. They're so muscular. Um, our, our brother, uh, Nolan, who was on the show before, they have a dog named Pip and he's a, he's a, a schnauzer mix and him and Bean were about the same size, like as far as height and length and stuff. But Pip weighs at least half of what Bean did because Bean was just <laughs> solid. Like it was all just, you know, legs yeah. that was just all muscle, really solid little thing. So brother's the same way. He's bigger. He's a big, solid thing. But I just, I just think bulldogs are so hilarious, and and they have so much personality, and yeah, they're they're about. I don't know how much further you can get removed from a wolf. You know, it's they're like they're on one <laughs> yeah. spectrum, and like chihuahuas, right? Like, like yeah. they've come a long way from from their ancestors. But I, I love them for it. <laughs> oh, they're great. Yeah, and they're just yeah, and all the extra skin. They're just I don't know. There's something about that that just makes them so adorable. Yeah, they are. They are so funny. And I, I have a bunch of honorable mentions of breeds as well that I love. Boston Terriers are so nice. I love Schnauzers. I love Scottish Terriers. Uh, there's, I mean, there's just so many, and you know, they're all they're all so nice. They're all good. I love pit bulls. I love Basset hounds. I love Basset hounds. They're so funny. But anyway, there's so many. I could go on. But before before we get too long, I wanted to talk about some of my favorite famous dogs. And so we got to start with one of the most popular, probably well known dogs is. Goofy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to get into the weird conspiracies of why is Goofy a dog able to talk and all this stuff and Pluto a dog not able to because I don't know. And there's there's all <laughs> kinds of weird, oh, yeah. weird theories on the Internet. We're not going there. But Goofy is a great famous dog. He's awesome. And of course, his son, Maximilian. They're great. Uh, I love Odie from Garfield. Odie is my favorite because he's just dumb and happy. <laughs> and I feel like that applies to a lot of dogs I've met in my life. Like they're just, you know, yeah. there's not a lot going on upstairs and they're just thrilled to be there. So, hey, but he <laughs> makes people around him happier, including Garfield. I know, yes. right? Garfield, the grumpiest creature in the world, you know, is is, is cheered up, at least on some occasions, by, by yeah. Odie. So, makes the back scratcher. What is that? The Christmas special? Yeah, or something? yeah, the Christmas <laughs> special. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check it out. It's worth yes. your time. Oh, yes, yeah. go see the Garfield Christmas special. It's amazing. Uh, but the main one I wanted to talk about a little bit is Snoopy. Snoopy is from, uh, of course, Charlie Brown, uh, the Peanuts comic strip and TV specials. And Snoopy's a good boy. He's such a good boy. I thought it was interesting looking up a little bit about Snoopy. He first appeared in the Peanuts comic strip in 1950. And if you go to Wikipedia and look this up, his first appearance, he did not look quite like he looks now. I mean, he always was black and white and with the black ears and stuff. But his first appearances, he's much, he looks much more like a regular dog, you know, walking on all fours and just the proportions and everything. And it wasn't until later, it is, Wikipedia says his first appearance with him standing up on his hind legs was in 1956. So six years later, but of course, you know, in terms of peanuts, that was a long time ago because that strip ran for forever. I just think Snoopy's great. I love all of his little alter egos that he does, especially, you know, the World War One flying ace and all that stuff. He's just he's just great. And I also thought this was really cool. So he in all of the the TV specials, you know, the Charlie Brown Christmas special and the Hall or Great Pumpkin and all of these feature feature films and stuff. 
he was voiced by Bill Melendez. And if you've never heard of him, I can understand, but he, <laughs> he was a, an animator and a director and a producer, and he was known for doing the Peanuts animated specials. He directed the Charlie Brown Christmas special, and he worked on all of these Charlie Brown cartoons, all the specials and stuff to bring that sort of thing to life from, from the strips. And he voiced Snoopy and Woodstock. And I didn't realize this. So a few years ago, it was 2015 when the new Peanuts movie came out, you know, the, the computer animated one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so good. And I thought they nailed all the voices. And I kept thinking, boy, like Snoopy sounds spot on. It's because it was voiced by Bill Melendez after he had passed. So Bill Melendez passed away in 2008 for the Peanuts movie in 2015. They went back to the, all the archived recordings, all the original files and used his voice as Snoopy in the new movie. That's cool. I thought that was so cool. Wow, I had no idea. Neither did I until I was looking up for the episode. I was like, wow, that's really awesome. So, yeah, boy, I could could go on and on. There's so many. (laughs) In fact, I just was, out of curiosity, (laughs) I was looking up just like different like famous dogs and cartoon dogs and stuff. And it's just, the list just goes on and on. There's so many good boys and and good girls out there. Well, I guess it's probably a good spot to wrap it up. We could like we could just keep going, but uh, you know, have to have some restraint, I suppose. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, as always, we want to hear what you think. Uh, send us an email at thefavoriteshow at gmail Look us up on Instagram at thefavoriteshowpodcast. Let us know your favorite dogs, dog breeds, real dogs, cartoon dogs, your own dogs, any dogs. We want to hear all about it. We, we and will... we want to see them. Send us yes. pictures. Send us pictures, please. And we're going to post pictures on, on our Instagram of uh, some of the dogs we talked about. But yes, we want to see all the good boys and good girls. Also, let us know if you have suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever. This topic was, in part at least, suggested by uh, Elise. Thanks again, Elise, for suggesting this. This is a fun one to talk about. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And we'd love a five-star rating if you like what you hear. If you don't feel like giving us five stars, you know who would give us five stars? All the doggos. All the doggos. All of them. You know Doug from Up. He would be like, I will give you five stars (laughs) because you are my friend and I love you and your podcast. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. He speaks for all doggos. He's a good boy. (laughs) Well, I guess that'll wrap it up for this week. Until next time, my name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. Talk to you later. <laughs> That's dog for uh cutie music. Perfect. <laughs>throw in there somewhere that we're firm believers of adopt don't shop yeah i think that's a great idea let's say it now this will be the end credits thing you guys adopt don't shop all doggos are good and they all deserve a happy home they deserve to be taken care of so go to your local animal shelter and adopt that's right they deserve your love yeah i talked about docking don't do that yeah don't yeah let don't them do be let, let them have their tails they waggle better when they're long if, yeah. they're nat- if they're naturally long. Beans, beans just waggle her whole butt. <laughs> but that's because she was born with a little tail nub. She couldn't waggle it too much. <laughs> <laughs>